Hello. Hi, everybody. This is Sarah Westcott. And this is Katie Willie. And this is To Be Read. The podcast where we talk about books and the cocktails that go with them, because I'm not going to fuck that up again like I did last week. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The drinks. <laughs> the drinks thing. Yeah. 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 It was funny to listen back to. But uh, I agree. And then when we both, at the end, when we were both like, shoot sure. That was really funny. Um, yeah. Uh, so, hi. How are you? <laughs> Great. How are you? I'm good. Let's hang out for two hours and then decide to record a podcast and pretend like we haven't talked to I each know, other. I know. It's so funny. <laughs> but I mean, I was holding some stuff back. So I have uh, yeah. it for some preamble yeah. chatter on our on our podcast. Um, so obviously, you've been here for a little while. Yeah. Um, we recorded our producer surprise episode yes. with Chris. I'm excited for it. I know Me you're too. less than excited for it. Well, but... I will tell you that, like, again, he's he that book, the the last wish he he sent me an amazon gift card and he said here it is you have to buy it so i bought the book and i started reading it and i fell asleep and it was just like i just don't think i was in the right mind space for it but now now you have to i have to i have to it's a thing i have to get over that little hump maybe and um the way that he talks about it i know it must be good yeah and i don't think he would tell you that it's something that you would like if you really wouldn't like it probably not probably not so um I'm excited to read it. Me too. And um, it'll be fun when we actually sit and have a, we're going to have a full conversation with him about the book, a full episode. So that'll be fun. Uh, Anything else going on? I don't know. Yesterday we went to Yankees game. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. I got a little drunk. uh, Yep. (laughs) Not too much. A little bit. Uh, Straight up sobering on the way home though. Adam was ill. Everybody fell asleep. We went with Mark and Jess. And Alex, um, who was devastated when the Yankees were losing 6-0 at the top of the first. Oh, brutal. Is, it's rough. That's Did they rough. end up winning? No. No. Okay, wow. No, they lost 7-3. Yeah. Um, judge didn't play. So when we were standing in line to go in against the, the outside of the stadium, yeah. we happened to actually be right where the cars for the players drive in. Yeah. So they, like, moved us, separated us, opened the gates, and this car comes in, and it was judge. What? Which was pretty cool. That was I could, really cool. I, I have no fucking idea. But yeah. I said to Alex, I'm like, wave. Maybe it's one of the guys you know because I don't. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, You're not uh, really a base. Like no, you don't know. No. I like. And I like, like being at a baseball game. I, I'm Same. not. Whatever. Um. So Luke looks like that was definitely Judge, and everybody else in the in the like vicinity was saying that it was Judge too. That's so and cool. And then Luke's like. Why is he just getting here now? Like, they already had batting practice. And that's when he looked up and realized that he wasn't playing yesterday. So oh, that sucks. He didn't play. They lost. He needs a day off, too. Like, they do. They do. Like, they do yeah. a lot of work and they need to rest their bodies mm-hmm. as well. But he's a fucking beast, that guy. He's ridiculous. Yeah. He, Luke has said repeatedly he took a gamble on himself and it's paying off. Yeah. Immensely. So it's literally every time this guy swings the bat, it's like a home run. Like it's, yeah. it's absurd. It's That's what happened in the first inning absurd. for the other team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was good for Mark though, because yeah. he's a Mariners yeah. fan. So. And Eric, who is a, I'm going to root against my dad's team. Yep. No matter what. I know. I know the feeling, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But my kids, now my kids have both grown up enough to where they're, they're, with our teams you okay. know they they like our teams now they never got um because one time i was so upset with aiden you know i'm gonna do i'm gonna do college basketball fan and uh he said that he was just gonna root get root for north carolina i was like get the fuck out of my house <laughs> you can leave <laughs> like no that ain't happening here so um but now he he watches with us and he watches duke and he roots for duke and nice. Mets obviously yeah. loves the Mets. yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah we were um, on the tra- we took the train down and the train back all the yeah. way from Redsler because we didn't feel like driving from yeah. Poughkeepsie or to Poughkeepsie. I don't um, 
And this guy on the way home, so Luke and the boys were sitting together, and then I was behind them. So they had the front row where it was two facing each other and two facing, yeah, yeah whatever, four facing each other. Anyways, I was behind them, and uh, this guy, older older gentleman, very nicely dressed, came up and was talking to him and tried to give him a fist bump and like wanted, the wanted kids? to, yeah, wanted okay. to shake their hand, um, and just say hi. And then he walked away and I was kind of poked my head around. I was like, go ahead and sanitize your hands now, please. That was weird. Yeah. Like weird. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark says to Alex, if anybody ever tries to shake your hand, you don't have to say yes. You can just say no. Yeah. Just, no, thanks. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. So then he came back again and was uh, talking about the Yankee game and he wanted to know the score and who won. And I'm like, at that point, like my tentacles were like tingling and I'm like, I can't fucking fall asleep on this train. <laughs> I, this guy's going to take one of my kids. Like, Luke is inside. Yeah. Adam's across one. Eric's on the outside. And I was a row behind him. Like, he's just going to take one of my kids. Like, I just I did, yeah, was not comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And then I actually almost fell asleep. And then Adam got sick and he had to go to the bathroom. And then <laughs> between the first two times that he was in the bathroom or I don't know, somewhere in there, the guy came back a third time and he went to go talk to them again, but everybody was asleep. And I literally sat up and I went, no, like go away. And then he finally, but it wasn't just me. I think either Mark and Jess or both or whatever. We're also like, no, shh, like stop. Like you're weird. What the fuck? Yeah. That is I think he needed a ride and he saw them as three and thought he could get a ride. That's my thought. Um, Ew. But the fact that it Mark and Jess were right there, and they're also a three, and I, I was, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was, I don't know. I wasn't comfortable. That's creepy. Yeah. I don't like talking to strangers. Strangers upset me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, like, be kind, but also fuck politeness. So, like. Yes, it, it, yes. <laughs> well, I told, like, I told, like, I own, you know, we own the brewery, a brewery, and sometimes I'll just go down there and, like, want to enjoy some quiet time and a beer. Yeah. And like and probably I a book. Don't and a book typically. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like to talk to people. Yeah. I don't like it when I'm sitting someplace and like people think that they just have, you know, whatever free reign to talk free to free reign to talk to me. I don't know what on my face says, come talk to me because if I know me, it's probably it's nothing. not your face. No. It's probably more your boobs. Yeah. And <laughs> you're probably right. But it's obnoxious and I hate it. Like uh-huh. I don't appreciate it i was there are some people like my mom and my sister can talk to literally anybody i don't want to talk to anybody i i have the people that i like to talk to i don't really that's just me it's just i i get nervous talking to people i'm very fucking awkward so it's like (laughs) i'm good i don't need to make this any more weird you know what i mean (laughs) like no no thank you um so katie are you like reading anything other than like so I started the saga series. You did. Yes, I did. You did. I did. I, was I ask um, you. Yeah. The day we recorded the last episode, and I brought them home. Yeah. I while I was making food once I got home, and I was I started flipping through the first one, and I started reading the first one, and then I started burning the food. So then I put it down, <laughs> and it went with me to camp because I thought for some reason that I would read that before this book that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um. But once you said that it hooked you so much and i i started reading it and i didn't get to saga okay just because yeah um so i'm still in the first one but okay it seems very enjoyable i i like it i like it and i actually have the last two um volumes and i just have not had time to sit down and read either of them so and part of me is just like i don't want it to be over either so i'm like i'm waiting you know what i mean as soon as you finish it it's done um, I walked into the office on Monday, um, and the receptionist 
was sitting there and she was like, Sarah, um, are you reading anything currently? And I was like, actually, no, I just finished a book this weekend. So no, I haven't picked up yeah. anything new. And she hands me the new Lucy Foley book. That's downstairs, yes, right? The, okay. The Paris Apartment. Okay. And I love Lucy Foley books. Yeah. I love them. They're, they remind me so much of like Ruth Ware books. Yes. And um, I, I just, I, I love those short little mysteries and whatever, super easy, quick reads. Yep. Um, and I was like, oh my God, this is great. You know, like I've been waiting to get this. And she said that her husband just randomly picked it up for her and she sat down and read it like within a day. Um, so I'm like, okay, cool. So that means I'm going to like speed through it. Um, I started reading it at lunch that day. And unfortunately, I have not been able to pick it back up just with other shit going on, you know? So is it sitting on your mind like you cannot wait till you get to it yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. Because that's how I felt reading this one. Right. Right. Same. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> I was at camp with my kids and I, let's go tubing. And I'm like, I don't yeah. want to go tubing. And yeah. they're like, come on, you need to go. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and the whole time I'm just like, I want to be done. I want to be done. I want to get back. I want to keep reading. I know. <laughs> it's frustrating because, I mean with young families like we have yeah. you know it's it's tough to find the time yep to focus on to focus on it and like you know my kids are a little bit older now a little bit more independent and like i do have some time but then i also have a pretty fucking raging social life lately yeah. like so it's like you know i just don't have time to mm -hmm. really sit down and read but we have a couple of long car rides coming up so and that's where i always get a lot yeah. of reading done so you know whatever but um where are you going um well i what I meant was like we have we did go to the Renaissance Fair this this week this past week. Um, I read Verity like the entire time. Okay. Whatever I finished that in the car. Um, our next really long trip we have two nine hour car rides coming up, but uh, that's not until where are you going? It's not until September. It's in Ohio. A friend's wedding is in Ohio. Okay, and so somebody from here. Jari, remember Jari? Oh, yeah, Jari's yeah. getting married. Jari's getting married at Yay! the end of September. So we're driving out there with Brad. Me and John are driving out with Brad. And uh, we're driving out on a Thursday. We're going to go to Cedar Point on Friday. Oh, nice. And then... You've been there, Saturday right? I have. I've been okay. once. And it's fucking amazing. It's such such a good time for, like, roller coaster lovers. It's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, And then uh, Saturday is the wedding. And then Sunday we take a nine-hour drive back home. It's going to be... A shit show. It's going to be awful, but at the same time, I'm not driving. You're not driving any of it. I'm going to read. So, <laughs> and John will have Brad to chat with. So, so it'll like, be like, I'll be in the back seat. Exactly. Thanks. I'm just going to lay down in the back seat, read my books, um, probably nurse a hangover on Sunday yeah. on the way back. But you know, whatever. I'm looking forward to it. Um, at any rate, why don't we jump into our prologue, Katie, yeah. and talk about the book that we read? Yeah. <laughs> the prologue. Um, okay, Katie. So we read Verity by Colleen, Ho Colleen Hoover. Um, I believe I was the one to pick this book, yep. right? Um, this is one of those books that I had seen, I have seen constantly on, on lists, lists. Yeah, everywhere. You were that last time. Yes. And it's like, oh, this has one of the greatest twists, like blah, blah, blah. You don't see it coming, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, we're going to put it on our list because I just never, never felt I was going to read it otherwise yep. um so let me just do my quick fast facts about um this book and colleen hoover in general um so this one was uh published on december 7th 2018 um she started publishing self-publishing books in 2011 and since then she has 22 books holy shit like several of them so she started self-publishing and then she got a publisher and since then like several of her books have made it on the New York Times bestseller. I mean, 
That's awesome. Yes. Yes. And she, one book I did read by her, um, I believe it was called Hopeless. I remember being sucked in by that book as well. I really enjoyed it, but I believe that was self-published and it made the New York Times bestseller list, like at number one. It's crazy. Um, What was it called again? Hopeless. Okay. And then there's a second book, I believe. uh, I can't remember what that one was called. I never, that one I did not read. Um, But it was kind of one of those things where I was like, all right, this is kind of like sappy love story type stuff, but also there is a little bit of an underlying mystery, so, which I enjoyed. Scrolling through something, I saw that they referred to this book as a mystery romance. Yes. And that was very well put. Yes. Uh, yeah, for sure. For this book, absolutely. This is one of the, her more, I think, like mysterious books. But um, why don't you give us our reader rundown, Katie? Got it. Lowen Ashley is a struggling writer on the brink of financial ruin when she accepts the job offer of a lifetime. Jeremy Crawford, husband of best-selling author Verity Crawford, has hired Lowen to complete the remaining books in a successful series his injured wife is unable to finish. Lowen arrives at the Crawford home ready to sort through years of Verity's notes and outlines, hoping to find enough material to get her started. What Lowen doesn't expect to uncover in the chaotic office is an unfinished autobiography Verity never intended for anyone to read. Page after page of bone-chilling admissions, including Verity's recollection of the night her family was forever altered. That was a weird sentence. (laughs) Lowen decides to keep the manuscript hidden from Jeremy, knowing its contents could devastate the already grieving father. But as Lowen's feelings for Jeremy begin to intensify, she recognizes all the ways she could benefit if he were to read his wife's words. After all, no matter how devoted Jeremy is to his injured wife, a a truth this horrifying would make it impossible for him to continue loving her. A standalone romantic thriller from number one New York Times bestselling author Colleen Hoover. Love it. I guess I didn't need to read that last line. No, no, you never do, but you know, you always do. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we did that. Now, why don't we talk about. Oh, we need to talk to our cocktail. We need to chat about our cocktail. What are we going to do? So, we are drinking a Moscow Mule, which is just vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. And this was picked. Um, because they're, the manuscript of the autobiography that Verity wrote, um, one of the first chapters, she is talking about how she meets Jeremy and how she's had three Moscow mules. Yes. Yeah. So, and, it was, and, and we had then, all the... Oh, and then he said, walked over to her and was just like, just have a water. Yeah. And she's like, why? Uh, because I want you to be able to make the a decision to come home with me soberly. And it was like, hmm. <laughs> Let's taste our Moscow Mule. I've had one before. I've had them too. This is the first one I've ever made specifically. So let me see. It smells like ginger. It definitely smells like ginger. I mean, it's drinkable. Ginger is not my favorite thing. I don't love Moscow Mules. Like John used to drink them all the time. And we used to have we used to have the little copper the cups. copper yeah and is that supposed to make it taste different? I I think it's just really supposed to keep it cold like it's like whatever okay. it keeps it cold and i think it does have something to do with the flavor but i never noticed it honestly okay. um they're just not really not my favorite it's ginger drink. yeah it's it, ginger is ginger's not like whatever. an upset stomach thing but we had all the ingredients here at the house and so we it just didn't was, have to get anything or substitute to, katie didn't have to katie didn't have to stop at three different liquor, liquor stores, stores looking for, first. yeah yep. so it was it was a good opera it's a win. it was good yeah um, all right, let's just jump into our story so we can yes. talk about this uh, fun read. Yes. Okay. The story. So, Sarah, mm-hmm. what did you think? Um, I fucking flew through this book. Mm-hmm. Flew through this book. Um, 
I called I keep t- calling it to you a palate cleanser just because sometimes when you read like super heavy stuff and like difficult stuff this kind of like was one of those things where it was like easy and easy just and enjoyable yeah. and I love the story from the get-go um what about you did you like I enjoy it I loved it okay. I absolutely loved okay. it that the hook at the beginning where like within the first page the meat the meat cute even though it's not really yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah but just like you know she watches a guy fall off a curb in New York City and gets his head run over and it yes. explodes all over her. Yes. Like, and, what? Yeah, and she needs to have her, um, her, she her needs, shirt Her cleaned. shirt She's on her way to a meeting. a meeting. And, you know, I mean, it was very obvious from the beginning that these two, oh, yeah. like, they were to, going to be meeting yes. together. Yeah, like, yeah, after yeah. he said he, he's going to a meeting. Um, I want to take one step back very quickly before we go into, like, the main stuff of the book. Um. The dedication page, I read the dedication page and I was like, hmm, interesting. So it says this book is dedicated to the only person this book could possibly be dedicated to. Taryn Fisher, thank you for accepting the darkness in people as much as you accept their light. A, I thought that that was beautifully written. B, Taryn Fisher is another author, author whom I love. Um, She wrote a couple of books. Uh, one of them is The Wives, which I absolutely adored. And oh God, I think The Other Family is okay. another book. And I love it. But I was like, well, I'm, I'm curious as to why she dedicated it to her. But it turns out that they have written books together. Like they've written a book together. So in the back, she's got her acknowledgments. And the one to Taryn Fisher says, I don't even know where to start. I'm very lucky to have supportive people in my life. But I'm not sure anyone wants to see me succeed like you do. You celebrate the successes of others like no one I know. You are the Taryn to my Colleen because you literally are. Which I thought was adorable. That's very cute. I did yeah. I did read I always read the dedication to the book and I it definitely stuck with me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well when I read it, I was like, I wonder if she means the Taryn Fisher, like the Taryn Fisher of the author of books that I love. Yeah. Um so that was kind of cool to yeah. like know that they had um, they have a relationship or whatever. And again, t- like if you've never read uh, The Wives, I think I I totally think that I have told I you to read The Wives. I feel like I probably have. That is like... a mind fuck of a book and it's so good. Is it Stefford Wives like? No, <laughs> no, it's it's the the premise of I, I believe is that um this guy has more than one wife and like I did read it yes oh he's got two yes and then or three and he knows them and they know about each other yes. or the one knows about Correct. the other ones yes and it's like whether I can live with knowing it or not and yeah that yes. was a yeah a very good book yep very fun story and I'm pretty sure the other the other I think it's the other family, but that might be Sherry LePent. I, I can't. I know that she has two books at least, and I've read both of them. I just cannot remember what the second one is called at the moment. Okay. Um, at any rate, um, I did. The wrong family. The wrong family. Th- thank you. I knew it was a f- something with a family. Um, I think the other family is Sherry LePent or something, whatever. Um, and that was actually a good book too. I love, I love, God, I fucking love mystery books. I love thrillers. Yes. They're my fave. Yeah. I think um, we have a run of them going. So we have this we one sure and then do. we got Hyde and then yes. we'll have. I'm really excited to read Hyde. I I'm super excited. As fuck. Yeah. I'm very excited to read that. Anyway, we're not talking about that right now. No, not yet. Um, I agree with you. I love the like immediate pull in of this novel mm-hmm. being like this um, shitty thing happens and these two people come together in these and circumstances, then there's already sexual, sexual tension. tension immediately. Yes, you texted me and said, "I just started this book. I'm and on page twenty, don't... and if they don't fuck, fuck I'm gonna be yeah. pissed." <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert: They, they do. do. <laughs> 
Um, which, you know, isn't surprising with a Colleen Hoover novel in my my, um, understanding of things. But um, so there was one other thing that I, I think on page 20, she's talking about they're, they're basically getting ready for this meeting and she's talking with her agent and she's talking also about her how ex-lover. her ex-lover. Yes, yeah, she's talking about how he fell in love with her. And um, she said, uh, but the reason our actual relationship was so short lived is because he was in love with another woman. Never mind that the other woman in our relationship was also me. Yeah. Like he fell in love with her as a writer and her words before he fell in love with her specifically. And then he found out that they're not the same. They're not the same. They're no. not the same kind and of people. And I think she alleviates, or not alleviates, uh, oh boy. <laughs> she alludes to the fact that it's like her character too. Yes, correct. And he wanted her to be like her, her main character. Specifically reading that, like I was struck, like it just kind of reminded me of how many times I have fallen in love with book characters mm-hmm. and like, you know, have these crushes on these people that A, don't exist and B, you would never meet it's, because no, they don't they, exist, no, 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 you know? No. So like, but typically characters are certainly based on people and whatever. So, yeah. and, and they're this, also based on true feelings and actual right. like words and reactions that they aren't happening in real life, but they are not made up things. Right. Right. And that being said, I immediately fell in love with Jeremy Crawford. Like, uh, so, yep, I definitely did. He's taking care of his wife that was in this accident. And he and immediately, we already know that his daughters have died. We knew, well, he tells us about the one daughter that he pulled out of the lake. Right. And then she had died. Yes. And then it's a little bit later when you find out that that was his second daughter that yes. died. And the first daughter, who they're twins. Yes. Um, also had a tragic death. And that was kind of like the start of of all of the tragics yeah tragedies he, yeah, yeah like what was the i can't remember the term that they used tragics for it, but oh is that what it is it's so. tra- yeah something like that like um just some people are just more prone to, to tragedy basically yeah. like one thing happens and then it just happens 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 which happens. that is a very true concept oh for yeah sure yeah absolutely i mean nobody avoids everything mm-hmm. but it's definitely you've seen the same families going through more shit and more shit and you're like uh, yeah give them a break yeah well, I can't even imagine, though. So he had the eight-year-old twins, and he's got a five-year-old son. And the first daughter died of, what, a peanut allergy incident? Yes. At a friend's house. Yep. And then the second daughter drowned in the lake that um, when Verity and crew and um, and her were... All together. All together in a boat. In yep. a boat. In a boat. Um, we'll get more into yeah. that stuff sure after. Um, and then his wife is in a car accident and hits a tree. She doesn't die. She's not paralyzed. She just has no control over her motion. So she doesn't speak. She doesn't move, except she does move. Right. And they also talk about how he has seen brain scans and like, there's nothing really going on up there. Right. So, which obviously is not correct. The one thing that I had a hard time with that is that she was able to actually eat her food and like somebody would hold food to her mouth right. and she and would she just would choose move her mouth. Yes. Like, yeah, yes. it's mush, but she knew enough to do that. So obviously your brain is working in some capacity. I mean, it's self-preservation at the same time. Like yeah. you will continue to nourish yourself, I guess. But, yeah, it, but I, I do think like, like if your leg falls off the bed and you can't move your leg, but you're not paralyzed, you just have no control over your functions. Then how do you also have control over moving your mouth? Right. That was my, right. I don't know. Right. 
Turns out she was faking that shit, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, she's a fucking real piece of trash, that woman. I we I wanted to, I can't wait to talk more yeah. about her just to see what your take on the whole thing was. Um let's try to go a little bit in order okay. here. There was another thing. Um there was an Albany mention on page forty. I don't know if you, you got that. I did. Um she's driving to Vermont mm-hmm. from New York City. And she says something like, let's see. She was listening to the first book of the series because yes. she had never read it, even though this woman's a famous author and she's yes. an author. Yes, and she said, my self-esteem is somewhere back in Albany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got that. So I got, I was like, oh my God, because we just read a book about oh, Albany. Yeah. So it was yeah. kind of funny to um, just have that kind of little tie-in. Um, unfortunately, no Alice in Wonderland no. mentioned nope. in this book. Nope. but. Next one. Yeah, yeah. We're going to keep our eye out for that. We're going to keep our eye out for it. It's got to be there. But, uh, yeah. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out where to go to next. I mean, I have my things listed down. I don't want to, like, you know, whatever. No, that's fine. Mine, I... I read this book so fast that I, I it wasn't until page 142 that I actually folded down a corner because I was like, oh, I have to talk about this book, not just say I love it so much. Can we briefly talk about, and maybe not briefly, whatever, however long we want to talk, chat about it. Um, let's talk a little bit about Verity's book series. Um, I love the premise of this book series. We don't know anything about it other than she it's, writes it she from, writes the, it from the, the villain's villains. perspective, yeah. which I fucking think is awesome. Yeah. I would love to read something so, like that. So um, you've been reading the Disney series. Is that anything like that? What does Didn't you re- like? Uh, you're borrowing it from. I borrowed it Bella from or- I, from Gianna. Okay, and um, I never actually got the chance to read it because Any again, of them? too much stuff going on. Okay, but yes, I believe they I are. I feel like that's villain. Yes, based. I think it's villain, villain heavy or whatever. And I've always loved like like reading about or watching movies about like villains' origin, origin stories. stories and whatever. Um. But just the idea that there's a series of book out, books out there that I assume maybe it's like Harry Potter-ish or something, but it's written from fucking Voldemort's perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that would be really interesting to read. And it also kind of makes you wonder, okay, what kind of person is this? Which is what Lowen did. Absolutely. You know, what kind of person is this woman who can get so deep into a villain's mind yep. that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think we know that Jeremy hasn't read the books because it freaks him out a little bit that she can get into the villain's mind so easily and and comfortably. But it's interesting that they, he picks Lowen because they write in the same style to finish his wife's books. Well, he claims in the beginning that she handpicked Lowen to finish her, her series. I don't think she said she handpicked him though. She, she, she it, said she he says the Verity's wife's favorite book. Verity's is, favorite book is open ended or open I think that's what open it's called. Ended, yeah. ended. Um and Which is interesting because this book kind of is too. Yes it is. Yes it is. And that's probably yeah, yeah. intentional. Um but uh we come to find out in like halfway through the book that it's actually him that fell in love with her writing and you know, again it's the same book that the other guy like, fell in yeah. love with her over, you know, whatever. Um, but I kind of loved that scene where he is just, where she said, you know, I just, I wanted to be the kind of author that people would come to me and say, your book changed my life and, and whatever. And then she goes to bed and then he does come in and knocks on the door. And he's like, listen, I lied. Yeah. 
it's not my wife that picked no, you. It's me. Yeah, it was me and your book changed my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I was very much like, okay, this guy's fucking swing worthy all over the goddamn place. For real. He cooks, he cleans, he takes care of his five year old child, yep. like takes care of his ailing and freaking convalescent wife. Like Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. He's fucking Ugh. Yep. I love him. Uh one of my favorite lines is towards the end at one point in time where he basically tells her and I didn't even flag it. I didn't but uh basically that he was falling in love with her or he believes in love at first sight because it happened in the bathroom yeah i don't know yeah oh i wish you had flagged it and like put it where where it might be i'm gonna just real quick hit pause and try to find that oh shit all right you're right it's really towards the end of the it really is um so they're laying in bed and she's talking to him about verity i'll answer your question but i don't want you to think bad of me so she uh Lowen asked what was your relationship like with Verity blah 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 and then on page 245 um it's not lost on me that he mentioned loving her in the past tense did you eventually find that connection no not like I had hoped but I felt something close to it a fleeting intensity that proved a deeper connection can exist when was that several weeks ago he said quietly in a random coffee shop bathroom with a woman who wasn't my wife and I went oh <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah, and we find out like we find. I think I want to say Jeremy's probably, if not late thirties, I guess early forties, mm-hmm. and Lowen is thirty-two, or she's yeah. about to be thirty-two yeah. or something. Um, she has a birthday. In the yes, book. right. Yes, exactly. He makes her a cake. He and makes her a cake. Finally, kisses her. Yes, <gasps> and then fucking. And then Verity's standing at the top of the stairs like yeah. a creep. That was a, such a hot scene too. And then freaking mm-hmm. like, and then Verity comes out and like. Not that Ugh. I wanted it to be Verity, but I'm glad it was Verity and not crew. crew. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he obviously had a freak yeah. out previously. Yeah. Okay. So I I think there was a quote on page 64 that I like to, um, and it might not even have anything to do with anything, but, oh, this is when she, when she's talking. So this is Verity's manuscript, and um, she's talking about meeting Jeremy, uh, the Moscow Mules. Mm-hmm. I'm literally looking at the Moscow, having down three Moscow mm-hmm. Mules. Um, uh, and judging by the look of Jeremy Crawford, I was going to leave that party an overachiever. He looked rich and it was a charity event after all. Poor people don't show up to charity events unless they're serving the rich, present company not included. Anyway, she kind of like crashed this party, I think, and turns out so did he. Yeah. Um, he was not a rich person. No, that's hilarious. But a little ways down, um... There is, she's talking about how, you know, yeah, don't, don't shoot me. Like I, I stole this dress. I stole, you know, I, I'm, I'm yep. sneaking in here, whatever. But she says the good thing about sins is they don't have to be atoned for immediately. I like, I kind of loved that. I'm like, I'm not, a, obviously, you know, I'm not a religious person. Yep. Um, and I don't really believe in like atonement and whatever, but just knowing that, Catholics just go and like they just all they have to do is confess their sins and, and then like, they're gone. They're gone. They're yeah. by you know, whatever. Yeah. I kind of really liked that line, yeah. honestly. But it um, also you can relate that to karma too. Absolutely, absolutely. Like you still address. Yeah, you're gonna fuck the hot guy. Yeah, in not his limousine because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have one. <laughs> no, because he's poor. But and that was ballsy as fuck, and I loved it. It was very ballsy. I love that he just popped into any random limo we're gonna go right in this one yeah yeah and then they come back and they have to whatever but she fell she fell in love with him even Mm -hmm. though he wasn't rich like she thought that he was um so that was kind of in a way touching but then you get into the meaty stuff where they've been together for a couple of years 
he asks her to marry him and she gets pregnant literally that night. Yep. And she then she has this change. She was like, then this is the first thing that my babies stole from me. This Jeremy. is the first yeah, the first time he was no longer I was no longer the the main thing of his life yes, or whatever. Yes, exactly. So that's when things get really fucking dark. Yeah. Really dark. Yes. Um she tries to have an abortion she with a coat hanger. Coat hanger abortions herself. Tries to. Tries to. That ends is... up having a baby with a scar on its face. Yes. And that made me wonder. I'm very curious about that. If that's like a real thing that how, can happen. Like, how could this coat hanger have reached the baby enough to scrape Scratch its face it. but not break, break through the, the uterus yeah. and like amniotic yeah. sac? Like are you that just doesn't make any sense know. to me. I, I don't I don't know that that was really it's that might have been a truth bend, but yes, yeah, very, very interesting. Who knows? But um, creepy as fuck. Like, yeah, then you gotta look at your baby every day and know that you did that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you didn't like that baby anyways because you liked the other one. Yes, but that came, that didn't happen until at like six months <sighs> after they were born. Yeah. Oh, that was um, yeah. So page like one sixty. What do I got? One sixty one. He goes back to work when they're, I don't know, however old they are, six months, three months. Yeah, something like that. He would leave at seven in the morning. I would wake up with him so he could see me caring for the girls. After he was gone, I would put them back in their cribs, unplug their monitors, and go back to bed. From the day he started back to work, I began getting more sleep than I think I did. No, I think they were only like three weeks old because he only had two weeks. I began getting more sleep than I think I'd ever gotten. We were in a corner apartment and their room didn't butt up to any other apartment so no one could hear them cry. I couldn't even hear them when I put my earplugs in. After three days of Jeremy being back at work, I felt like my life was returning to normal. I was getting so much sleep during the day, but before Jeremy would come home, I'd feed them, bathe them, and start on dinner. Every night when he would walk in the door, the babies would be calm from finally being tended to, the smell of dinner would be coming from the kitchen, and he'd be blown away by how well I was tackling life. Reading that made me want to fucking throw up. I was pissed. Yeah. isn't that almost the exact same thing that the woman did in Push? Very similar. She used to put in earbuds and let the baby... Let her daughter yes. cry it out. Well, like, because her daughter was screaming. a fucking to- terror. Yes. Like, yeah. But, yeah. And actually, a book that I just read. Did I Did I tell you? Like, the, um, the School for Good Mothers I read. You mentioned it. Yeah. Yes. And, like, in that book. Oh, my God. This is, like, a fucking quick sidebar on this on this book. It's horrifying. And basically, it's uh, this woman. The, the first chapter is this woman is driving in her car and she gets a phone call from the police and says, where are you? Um, We're at your apartment with your 18 month old baby. And come to find out she like the baby had had like an ear infection and it wasn't sleeping and whatever. She was so sleep deprived. She decided to go. She was going to leave the baby in a care and then like a thing. And she was going to go grab a coffee. And then 20 minutes turned into two hours that she left this baby alone. So people called the cops on her. And then they end up like sending her to like this, like this new, it's basically a new thing, like a project, uh, the school for good mothers. And it's like trying to teach you how, how to, to be, be a, a better, better parent, caregiver. but it's, it's horrifying. Like, I don't want to give too much away because we're not talking about this book. It's just awful. It was hard to read. I didn't 
I liked the book, but I was like, God Is fucking it, damn it. It's fiction, correct? It's fiction. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure um, it's based somewhat on truth. So, well, I mean, there's a lot of truth involved in the, in how like women are being treated um, as mothers and, mm-hmm. you know, um, baby incubators, basically. You know, there's a lot of truth um, involved in that stuff. But at any rate, um, it kind of reminded me a little bit of yeah. that, the way that she was so negligent with these babies and not caring at all for them. <laughs> Um, it just, it gave me, it gave me like a really icky feeling like, yes. yeah, yeah. I can't even yeah. imagine like letting a baby cry for 20 minutes and you're sitting there for hours and hours and hours and hours on end just before your husband gets sleeping. home, just sleeping. These bait, they're babies for fuck's sake. Like, yeah. Good God. You're I, in charge of taking care of them. I, I just can't. It's, it's really, it's really hard to think about. And then, and then all the stuff as they're growing up that she starts, mm-hmm. she, she starts liking the one baby because she has a nightmare. She's smart and she also is very rea- like emotionally reactive. Yes, Harper and Harper has autism or she's on the spectrum. Yeah. Um so she's a lot more difficult to love. And I did like the one scene where Jeremy comes home pissed off and like, you know, she's making him dinner and she's talking about the one child and then he just throws the dinner across the room and he's like, you never mention our other kid. Yeah. We have another kid. It's yeah. not just her. And, and then she spins it. She spins it because that's what she does. She's yep. a fucking master of crap. Like, she's just a master of like words and mm-hmm. like being able to do that. She's a fiction author. Yeah. You know, like it's just, yeah. So one thing I want to bring up, uh, I think I'm on page, on page 177. So we kind of learn, like, you can kind of tell like something is going on with Lowen because she says, why doesn't this door lock? And then she starts, you know, she's like, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, so on page 177, she finally tells Jeremy the story of the sleepwalking incident that like freaked her mom out so bad. Yeah. And it's a creepy story. But it's literally never fucking mentioned again. No, it was very one-offed. Yeah. It's so weird that, like, they she makes this a point, like, she is a sleepwalker. She, we know she sleepwalks, she sleep, sleep sleepwalks and ends up in Verity's bed, which is fucking creepy in itself. Uh, yeah. I can't imagine, like, waking up, no. turning around and, like, not being where you're supposed to be. And then you're also just, like, in bed with a... Like well, somebody man. you're already scared about, yeah, scared somebody you're of, already and, like, nervous, yes, towards, freaked yeah. out about. So like, but it was so weird to me, like this that this comes up, and it really has nothing to do with the plot of the story. You know what I, I mean? I think it really boils down to the locks on the doors. Yes. So that that's the only real reason that that whole narrative is in there at all is so that she has a justification to say, I want a lock on my door. Mm -hmm. And then she then uses that as a, I want a lock on the outside of my door. Right. Um, The one thing that I would wish had been clearer is, so she asks for this lock on the outside of her door. And eventually when she sleeps with Jeremy in his master bedroom, because that's where she's living, which is fucking weird in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, she has, they end up getting locked inside because the door lock on the outside gets locked. And I wanted it to be really clear that it had to have been Verity from the get-go. Like, I wanted to know that that lock was at eight feet tall, like at the yeah. top of the door. Right. Instead like of where was it was not near. crew, yes. not crew at all, yeah. no shot in hell. And I also wanted it to not potentially be a door slamming thing because I wanted Jeremy to just know at that instance 
his wife is faking that shit yeah. and she got up and closed and locked the door yes. with you in there. Yeah. I wanted that more. Um, but because of that, there's also the lock on Verity's door, which is kind of weird. But uh, I did kind of love the way that like he's not he's not questioning Lowen. He's not, he's not dismissive of it. He's not dismissing. Like, yes, he's like she said, I know what I saw. Verity was at the top of the stairs looking at us. Um, and she ran back to her room. Like, I know what I saw. Yeah. I'm not crazy. And like, he never once says, I, that's impossible. Yeah. She doesn't walk. She can't like, whatever. So like, I did kind of love that, that he wasn't like, he just seemed like a very supportive. Right nice up until the time guy. where she's in his wife's room with a knife. Yeah. Wait, what happened? Towards the end, she was ended up in his, in Verity's room. It might've been the same, the whole same time with the lock. Yeah. Where she goes after her and she's basically like holding a knife to Verity's self. And when Verity had been on the floor, the baby monitor time. So when she saw her on the floor at the baby, with the baby monitor. Yes. Which that, that was fucking creepy. The whole thing was weird because I it, like so they're in the basement and they see the baby monitor and she ends up going back to use the baby monitor to essentially spy on Verity. Mm -hmm. The fact that Verity's faking it and didn't fucking see the baby monitor is weird as shit. Mm -hmm. um, but also, for some reason, I got this feeling like when she went to go look for the baby monitor that Verity had already taken it out and was using it to spy on Lowen. Gotcha. So I thought that that's where it was going to, she wasn't going to be able to find it in the basement because it was going to yeah. be already yeah. in like that creepy, like, I don't yeah. know. There was another time where she was, uh, Verity was on the floor, uh, crawling on the floorboards and I thought like maybe she was going to like have a hole in the in the floor to like, I don't know. It was weird. Oh, like look through, look through or whatever. And, like well, spy on them. Well, what we find out is that there's, there's a loose board that she hides shit in. Yes. Um. Yeah, like, I don't know. Just a lot of creepy stuff. Like, you have to wonder, like, I'm curious, and I don't really remember, but I'm curious about Crew. Like, does Crew know that she, like, I mean, because he spends so much time with her, she must talk to him. He does. She does. Yeah. Like, that. they say that, right? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like There's definitely the scene where Lowen's talking to him at the end, and she's basically interrogating him, and uh, he says something like, oh, I'm not supposed to answer any questions about my mom from you or she, my mom told me not to answer right mommy said i shouldn't talk to you if you ask me questions about her i feel the color drain from my face as he casually licks the knife again i grip the edge of the table my knuckles white she your mother talks to you and then just immediately he's like uh no i no yeah so that's confusing to me like how does jeremy not know this right i mean crew is a five-year-old kid you know what I mean? Like, yes. he's not keeping this a fucking secret. But maybe he is. Maybe his, maybe he's she, been threatened. You can't tell. You can't tell daddy that mommy talks to you either. Yeah. Otherwise, daddy will take me away. Right. 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 Exactly. Um, okay. So let's talk about um, like the twist. Can we talk about the twist? Go for it. You start. So I want to know which truth do you think is the real truth? I think Verity is a piece of shit. I, I think agree. I think that she is awful, and I did not for a second believe any of that letter that she At said. The end. Yes, okay. yeah. I in no way do I think that she didn't have everything to do with her daughter's deaths, and and she definitely ran into that tree on purpose, and like all of that shit. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah. Why is that? Is that what you yes. as well? Yes. yes, absolutely. I just, I, I feel like you can't write those emotions if you've never experienced them. Like having that. Right. And that, why would you write a, an autobiography or a memoir that's not true and hide it? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point right. of it? If you're going to write it and it's going to be a writing exercise, you, you can't, you can't use it as a writing exercise and, and justification for, for how you write your novels. Yeah. If it's not somewhat true, I, I, yeah. you know what I mean? I yeah. know. And I don't know. It just seems too, it, it seems too unlikely too. like, she, you could, it, it's clear that she was obsessed with Jeremy. So it, it's completely believable that she'd be jealous of her children having, taking so much time from him, mm-hmm. uh, from her with him. And like, I don't know. It's what, what kind of person fakes an injury like that? You know what I mean? So that's why I think that she did all of those things because she has faked this injury to hopefully draw him back in and instead it backfires on her and he brings in a girl and like falls in love with her. Like, so it's hard for me. Like I hated her through the whole book. Hated her. Hated her. And I do think that she likely had something to do with her daughter's death. I don't think you tell your son to hold his breath. And then whether it's the canoe is tipping over and you say, whisper to him, hold your breath. Or if the canoe is tipping over, you say, everybody hold your breath. You know what I mean? You don't just whisper it to the one right in front of you. That said, the only voice that you have from Verity the entire time is her autobiography, which is supposedly this writing exercise. Yeah. So everything that you think that she feels about Jeremy could have been exaggerated. Everything like, yes, the true story of we were at a party, whether I was supposed to she was supposed to be there or not. That could be exaggerated. Yes, she was wearing a dress that was fuckable. Yes, she had three Moscow mules. Yes, they went to a limousine. But all of like the emotions behind all of her actions, you're only getting from this autobiography. Who knows if it's true or not? I don't. But. You also do get, like, Jeremy's side of it as well. Like, he does mention, because she asks, she's like, hey, how did you meet Verity? Mm -hmm. And he, like, flat out tells her word for word what Verity has written in the Those actual actions happened. However, like, Verity's emotions behind it as she was was writing it. My thing, though, is she did fake her illness. She's not, and, and, like... What's the point of that? Yeah, like, what exactly. is the point of that? The exactly. letter doesn't explain it enough. No. And then I also had a really hard time with the letter that basically she says that Jeremy has read parts of the manuscript or parts of the autobiography and he knows parts of it. And that's why he drove her into the tree after he had already tried to strangle her. Yeah. So his reaction to Lowen giving him the manuscript again and being like, you need to read this. She's, it's not right. You need to read this. And then he goes that exaggerated that he literally is in tears and kills her. Yeah. I just, I feel like all of it is too neat for it to have been not a real manuscript. Correct. I agree. I agree. Thousand percent. But the, the fact that he had read it, which is the only reason we know that he had read part of it is from her letter at the end yes. where she's basically like, 
I know you did this and this, which could be the fake side of everything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think I just talked in a circle. No, no, no. <laughs> and like, no, I'm in agreement with you on all of it too. Like it's, um, to me, to me, the real, we saw the real verity through that manuscript. Yeah. That's my yeah. opinion on it. And yes, it's definitely open-ended because then there's this letter that, that Lowen finds, but I kind of love that Lowen is just like, don't believe nope. it. Like, nope, we're good. Nope. Like, and they, and they leave together chew, and they chew are. That letter up. Or, yeah. 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 No, I, because I, I was hoping the whole time that obviously they would end uh, up yeah. being together and staying uh-huh. together. So, and she's pregnant at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know what she's going to name the baby. <laughs> I don't think she told us. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I'm not going to lie to you. Fin- like I was drunk finishing this book. Yeah. But the way that it's, uh, the way that it ends is kind of, you know how both you and I love our pretty little bows on things and stuff. Yeah. But like the the way it ends is no matter which way I look at it, it's clear that Verity was a master at manipulating the truth. The only question that remains is which, which truth, truth was she manipulating? Yeah. Either way, I love that they, you know, still stay together and whatever. It, it's great. But um, I don't know. It was a fun, fun read and I had looked exceptionally up. creepy. <laughs> so I looked up the word Verity mm-hmm. just to see what the actual definition is. A true principle of belief, especially one of fundamental importance, the eternal verities, truth, irrefutable, objective verity. I was like, yep, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah, it was good. That was the bow. Yeah. No, I loved it. I loved it. And um, it was hard, like reading some of the stuff about the stuff that she did to the kids really was hard. Like it was difficult. Yes. As a parent, you're reading this stuff and you're like, how could how you ever do, you do this? ignore your daughter? Yes. How do you pretend you basically only have one kid? How do you go into that their their shared room and 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 nearly murder one of them? And uh- the, yeah that when she when she when comes back like, though and realizes that the monitor was there yeah i was just like god jeremy what the fuck yeah. just look you know oh god it was yeah, it was, was hard yeah no it was hard but it kept me on the edge of my seat like the entire time i just wanted to flip, flip pages like all mm-hmm. day long you know what i mean yes. fucking loved it very much so i feel mm-hmm. like we did, said that part mm-hmm. <laughs> i remember texting you like I can't remember what day it was. I want to say we recorded and then I opened up this book that yes. day. You said I'm 100 pages in I already. said I'm 100 pages in this book already. I yeah. cannot put it down. So, yes, I think I didn't read anything on Friday because we were at June Farms or whatever. Yeah. And then Saturday I just I zoomed through it yeah. in a car ride. But, um, yeah, fucking really, really well. fun, interesting read, you yes. know? Yeah. Um, a good twist. Very good twist. Uh I don't know that I have anything more to add, honestly. Do you? Nope. I had, well, no. It just about whether you could have a favorite child or not. And I feel like it's one of those like underlying things that people are always talking about. Like, yeah, you have a favorite child. I don't know that you really could actually have a favorite child unless you have like a really psychotic, satanic child. Then, yeah. I mean, you might yeah, have a favorite. Sure. Like in the push where yes yeah, yeah that's obviously Samuel that's, that's, I think was his name right I don't remember um uh, yeah like you have to know like every time you know when you're a kid you're always like oh I know I know so and so is your favorite so and so is your yeah. favorite whatever for me personally of course I don't have a favorite child there are things that I love differently about each exactly. one of them like you know Sophie is my is my favorite snuggle buddy because she snuggles with me. We watch So You Think You Can Dance together. Yep. 
Aiden is just this totally unique person who makes me laugh every single day, <laughs> several times a day. And he's like amazing. Like, you know, like there are different things exactly. about each one that I love differently. But I do not have a favorite no. child. I love them equally. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that mine are very similar to that like adam is a fucking goofball like Mm -hmm. he'll come walking through and he's he is all limbs and aiden is very similar to yeah and he'll just do like these weird things with his body oh just like come walking at me like this and i'm like what are you doing what are you doing you're Mm -hmm. like a balloon character like the car lot guys or whatever yeah and then eric is definitely my snuggle buddy i love that yeah 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 also for so you think you can dance which i didn't watch last night's i didn't i just me and Sophie just watched uh one last night where it was the top six and nobody went home. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that, that was, was the all star one, right? Yes, and all the dances were fucking phenomenal. Yes, they were. I cannot. I'm like, I need to rewatch these dances. They were so uh-huh. good. Not a single dance was yeah. bad. And that was the th- they had the group of three and the group of three. I don't know that that was. I don't think they did any group dances. Okay, Other than the, the one. first one, the, the chain, which was fantastic. Yeah. Like that, that dance is maybe one of my favorites mm-hmm. that's ever been done. Mm-hmm. Um, reminding me of that, I want to watch that later. <laughs> I'm going to, like, I, I randomly, like, if I'm in a bad mood or, like, whatever, I'll just put it on. I'll just, like, I'll, I'll scroll through so you think you can dance dances and just being like, oh, yep, I loved this. I remember loving this one and just watching that. And, and all the feels that it brings right back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, now that we're away from the book, why don't we go to our epilogue, Katie? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> the epilogue. Um, okay. So, Katie, do you, what are we reading next? We are reading Hyde by Kirsten White. I think it's Kirsten White. Kirsten? Yes. Yes. And that is the one that I had talked about last week that said that I, um, not last week, last episode, although we recorded last week. Yes. So, it works for us. Yes. Um, about basically falling into a carnival. It's not going to be in Verity the description of it right but it's like uh they they play this game or something in an abandoned amusement park right yeah it's hide and seek i think in an amusement in an oh, abandoned that would make music sense. park or music amusement park not um music, music. Park. yeah i don't know what the fuck <laughs> there, there might be music um but i remember reading like just randomly the description of that and being like this sounds fucking awesome oh, and i, I cannot know. wait to check that out so um, I'm excited to read it. It's a challenge. Spend a week hiding in an abandoned amusement park gotcha. and don't get caught. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Love that. But then there's like the murder is yeah. involved. Yes. Yeah. Of course. There's a, as there's there should. Be, there's got to be a murder. It's an abandoned amusement park. The, the cover <laughs> looks creepy as hell. Do you yes. have it yet? I oh, I actually was really pissed off about this. You know, we buy the physical books. Yes. Accidentally it's bought really... the fucking Kindle version. Uh... Like I just hit the wrong button and I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm not pissed off about it. The only reason why I like to have the physical book when we do this is so I can make notes right, and, yeah. you know, like whatever. So I'll just have to be a little, um, you know, you can, you can bookmark pages and stuff like that. So I'll just, I'll just do that. But I will say going back to the one that we were just talking about, I, I have come to realize that I need to actually have a pen in my hand when I'm flagging stuff. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're going to forget. I go back and I can read the entire page and be like, oh, I don't fucking know why I folded that page down. Yes. Um, And then especially true for this one, it was hard to go back and pretend like I didn't know what I already knew at the end. Right. Right. And try to read my, my 
fold downs that there was nothing to read other than the words on the page and i was like mm, yeah yeah nope don't know what i did that one for same same i, I didn't fold down a lot of pages in well that was one. the other thing I didn't yeah do really it anything. wasn't just one of those whatever but um yeah so i, I had bought it on kindle i'm a, like i said i'm a little pissed off at myself for it um i remember looking i was just like I know I bought this book. I remember going on Amazon and buying this book. Why hasn't it showed up in my door yet? Yeah. And then I went and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go buy it again. So I went to click on it and it said Kindle oh, with zero dollars. No. And I was just like, let me click on that just to see. And it said already purchased. I'm like, fuck. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what I wanted to do. Son of a bitch. And I but, assume um, you can't return them. They wouldn't. No, I don't think so. I mean, I there's got to be a way for like the Kindle to know whether you actually read it or not. Yeah, I would think so. I think there might have been, like, I may have one time, like, returned a Kindle book. Okay. And I don't, I think they give you the benefit of the doubt of, like, one time or something. Yeah. You know what I okay. mean? But it's not that big a deal. Yeah. It really isn't. I love reading on my Kindle. You know this about me. Yes. I love my Kindle. But I have really been enjoying holding physical books mm. for the for this exercise and whatever. Um, at any rate, I'm looking forward to reading it. I'm hopefully going to, I would assume, probably start it sometime this weekend, I would think. Mm -hmm. But then I don't want to forget it because we're going to... It's going to be a little while. It's going to be a little while until we record. So um might hold off on it. We'll see. Uh, I'll finish that. I'll finish that uh, Lucy, Lucy, Foley. Lucy Foley book. Yeah, instead. Um, so anyway, uh, please rate review and subscribe mm -hmm. um we so i'm go ahead can't figure out how to do that on spotify but no, <laughs> you can certainly weird. do it on apple yes um so listening to the end of the last episode we always say rate review and subscribe on twitter and instagram at to be read pod and then we always say email us and we always goof at. it and say at but if you think about it, the sentence really should it does email us at, at yes, exactly. <laughs> so we're saying it correctly. Yeah. But yeah, there's just no at. There's in the just no at sign. Email. But yes. Um, yeah. I mean, we want to hear from you. Obviously, we say this I every like time. Like to know that that email address actually works too. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, we're getting emails, but it's, it's like spam. Yeah, it's all spam shit. So um, no, I, I we want to we want to hear from you stories about you reading the books. If you have a book that you want us to read, we would love to hear about that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're constantly, Katie and I are constantly going back and forth saying, like, what about this book? What about this book? What about this book? So you're going to um, be posting an updated list of Instagram. Books, I'm going to be right? posting an updated list. Um, actually, I'll probably post it tomorrow because we now have our, our uh, producer surprise yep. book. So I will post an updated list tomorrow. And then I think that will go through episode 22. Five, I think at least. So the one that I recommended that is going to be on the list in like five. Yeah. That um, one of the girls at work, I sent her a text and I was like, what about these three? Just because I need help picking. And she's like, well, the one that I just finished reading was really, really good. That's and the Peter Swanson like, book? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And she had picked up Peter Swanson because I had read a book and it I told her about the book that I had read, A Perfect Murders, because that was that book, good? Did you like it that? It was good. My hardest thing with that is, like, reference eight murder mysteries that now I have all of them on my To Be Read pile yeah, because books oh, about books, you. that's what I do. Yeah, yeah. And she had just finished reading not that long ago the reading list, and she had said to us, said to me, that I sh we should have it on the list. She's like, oh, I just didn't scroll down far enough on your Instagram to see that you already have that on it the list. It is on the yeah. list, yeah. So um, I had told her about Eight Perfect Murders because she said the reading list reminded her or t triggered that same concept of wanting to add books. 
And then she read that next Peter Swanson book. And my cousin actually had recently reviewed it on Goodreads and said, holy fucking shit, that's, this is the book that I wanted Strangers on the Train and Girls on the Train to be just like her. Girl on the Train. And go really? On, she said, oh, let me just go ahead and read it because I'm not going to try to... <laughs> try to remember this is the peter swanson book the, the, yes the one that you picked yep oh i'm excited peter swanson i don't think i've ever read a peter swanson book i have the eight perfect murders on my list okay kate at work also said um the one who i got this from that he supposedly has a book the kind worth saving coming out soon too oh okay so holly's review on this said holy effing shit now this was a damn great book Everything I hoped both Gone Girl and The Girl on the Train would be, but weren't. Oh, see, that's tough for me. I don't like... Gone Girl, yes, I'm totally on board with that, um, because I thought Gone Girl sucked. I loved Gone Girl until the last page, and I was like, nope, this fucking... This is fucking terrible. It's one of those ones I literally threw, the, like, the book across the room. Um, The Girl on the Train I really liked. I liked, too. I'm assuming... She l- liked it, but yeah. I th- assume that this one's going to just be that much better. Yeah. Because it is Strangers on the Train... Mm. okay i like it okay yep. all right interesting oh, I'm, excited. I'm excited about reading that yeah we've got we're going very mystery thriller heavy for mm-hmm. these la- next few episodes which are it's fine because that's what we like to read with a fantasy thrown in the middle with a fantasy thrown in the middle yes yeah, so like but that's the thing like you know if you but the reading s- list i don't think is supposed to be it's not no no i don't think so but um that's why we want to hear from you guys like tell us what you like to read mm-hmm. and and maybe we'll throw one of your books on the uh on our on the on end our, on our list yeah. so um thanks for listening everybody and please join us next time when you <laughs> i was gonna say when we rate review and subscribe wow yeah i'm just i'm just staring so at let's you go ahead me. and do that again yeah um thanks for listening everybody and uh please join us next time when we make your to be red pile one book shorter yes katie good job i'm on it, I'm on it. <laughs> bye bye to be read is hosted by sarah westcott and katie willie produced edited and mixed by chris turrow Logo concept art by Rhiannon Kenfield. Graphic design by Steve Pius. Theme song, Read to Me, written and performed by Austin Maffa.